We all want to be better sheep producers, but the only way you can be better is to change. If we keep doing things the same way we've always done them, we'll keep getting the results we've always got. That's why we're here, change makers. The communication and adoption of new ideas and best practice on farm is not always easy. What you are hearing just now is some audio from AWI Changemakers, a series of short, sharp videos that have hit the mark with many wool growers. In this episode of The Yarn, we hear from the man behind the new series. Welcome to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Emily King. The AWI annual general meeting is going to be held entirely online this year for the first time ever. It's not exactly a surprise given what 2020 has served up for us all, but later on we'll hear a bit more about how it will all work. Before that though, let's hear from Victorian sheep consultant Nathan Scott, who hosts the AWI Changemakers series. We caught up so he could tell me a bit more about what the series is. It's a new video series that we're putting together, um, basically showcasing all of the best information we can find from around the country. Um, in this early stage, it's all about sheep reproduction, but um, it's it's a short series of videos aimed directly at farmers to get action on farm. And so, I mean, you mentioned a little bit just then about getting action on farm, but why was Changemakers created and what benefits are there for growers in Changemakers? Uh, it's a concept that has certainly been floating around in my head for a number of years uh, and the timing is, has just been right now to be able to get it into, into action. But really it's about being able to find that opportunity to bring information together in one place in an easily accessible format for, for producers and, and other industry people. And it's really it's consolidating a lot of that research and, and a lot of the programs that are happening around the country that not everyone gets access to all the time. So it's putting it together in the most succinct format that we can um, and making it really easily accessible for, for everyone. You mentioned research there and it's always spoken about that there's a lot of research on the shelf and some of it's a bit hard to access. Do you think the short video format of this AWI Changemakers series is improving that accessibility to those pieces of research from right around Australia? Yeah, I think it is. And, and really, that's the whole basis for why I was really keen to get the series up and going. I think um, I, there is a lot of information available to farmers all the time. I think it's more about being able to combine a lot of that. A lot of it sits in silos, if you want to put it in that sort of terminology. Um, and so people can go and find an individual result from a piece of research. But really what helps get the, the change happening on farm is bringing the concepts together, putting them together in a practical sense that, that really makes sense um, to everyone. It, it's obvious how it can be implemented on farm and that's where I think the real value is in being able to do that in a really short uh, and simple format. You've been kicking around the sheep industry for a while now, Nathan, and uh, delivered a lot of industry programs and a lot of um, programs and extension um, of your own development as well. I think one of the great things about what we're starting to see around the industry at the moment is that there are a lot of really complementary uh, pieces of research and extension and lots and lots of information that's all, I guess, singing from the same hymn sheet, if you will. How important in your experience is that sort of information and all of those pieces of information interlocking really neatly to assist growers in implementing this sort of thing on farm? 
Oh, I think it's vital. Um, I'm involved in in the Lifting Lamb Survival Program, also a deliverer, long-time deliverer of lifetime new management. Um, and like those are a couple of examples of programs that flow nicely from one to the other. But ultimately, for the entire industry, I think it's it's we're seeing better connection um, from one program to the next, where producers get that opportunity to reinforce some of the the knowledge that they've already gained. Um, Repetition is a really important thing, particularly in building good habits. And I think it's become a bit more uh, accessible to farmers to be able to to get that continuity of information uh, across multiple programs. We don't want necessarily the same thing repeated over and over again, but you do want good, consistent messaging coming through. And I think that's one of the great things about where we're at now in the industry. We do have a lot of complementary programs. And I just see this Changemakers program um, or series as being another, just another item in, in everyone's toolbox to be able to help reinforce some of the messages and bring a lot of those messages together in one place. Yeah, I think that's an important part you've touched on there, Nathan, in that this isn't designed to overtake anything else or um, I guess, and a lot of people might think, oh, yeah, I've heard some of that before here, there and everywhere, but hopefully it's just bringing together a lot of that industry um, research and some messages in a really short, sharp, snappy piece of content that's easy to watch. Yeah, and I think that is really the the, the great part about Changemakers. Um, obviously, I'm biased because uh, I'm a major part of it, but it, I do think that it's one of those um, – it, it's the practical nature of it as well. It's our – it's – the ability of the videos to be able to to make it relevant to people on their own farm. And sometimes that doesn't always come with all of the research as it's released, um, and that's not a knock on the, the research, is that's just the nature of, of the way the research um, comes together. It's really about being able to bring that together into a good practical um, delivery method that means something to everyone uh, in their own personal circumstances. So touching uh, more specifically on some of those key practical messages that have been delivered so far. So at the moment, at the time of recording this, we're two episodes deep in AWI Changemakers. So we've had a look at um, the effects of mob size on lamb survival and also on weaning strategies. So thinking about mob size, what what would you say are the key points there when you're thinking about mob size? Uh, definitely for me, it's one of the most underestimated factors in, in improving our marketing percentages. Um, particularly in twin mobs. And it's something that I often get asked, what's the ideal twin mob size? And my answer is honestly one. Um, And anything more than that is a compromise. So clearly practicality has to come into it. And that was one of the things I was really keen to address in that first video, was just to show that um, getting our mob size down doesn't mean we have to drop our stocking rates. Actually, with the use of temporary electric fencing, we can keep our stocking rates right up. Um, while reducing mob size at the same time. And I think we've seen across, certainly across our own client base and across the the industry more widely, that adoption of that temporary electric fencing has been a real game changer in being able to reduce mob size. And so then as far as weaning, what are your key points there? I think uh, there's a a couple of major ones which won't be any great surprise to anyone, and that's that, that clearly live weight has a major impact on the success of our weaning and how well our weaners perform from from weaning and beyond. But the other couple I I really like to focus on with a lot of our clients and people I have contact with is just thinking about the psychology of the animal as well. They really, the lambs really don't know what's happening at that point when we draft the ewes off. 
And to send them off into the sunset and expect them to know what they're doing is um, a little unrealistic. So just giving some thought to that, um, I think weaning can be a, a better strategic process in our whole system, um, particularly if it's done at the right time. And I suppose that's the final point is that there's a lot of people whose weaning dates vary from one year to the next based on season, whereas for me it's it's almost a hard and fast set the calendar. We know that 14 weeks from the start of lambing, that's when we've got to be weaning. Yeah, so just sort of putting a bit of time into training the unruly teenagers to send them off into adulthood. Absolutely. It's, it's just really the whole, I think the whole process of weaning is often um, – it's a busy time of year. It usually coincides with a number of other things. And under pressure, um, there can be some shortcuts taken when if we just put a bit of effort into keeping the lambs in the yard for a little bit longer, actually walking through them, spending them some time around them, um, we can actually change their own psychology that little bit, make them a lot easier to handle and, and make sure that they're not quite as hard on our fences when we do eventually let them out. <laughs> more productive and um and polite sheep for life exactly so there's some great tips there from um from big episodes that have already been released and then upcoming episodes you mentioned earlier that um there's a bit of a reproduction focus on the episodes for change makers how has that been decided and i guess what sort of led how did you choose your topics for change makers um well First of all, it was a bit of a collaboration, getting some heads together and working out what we thought we should focus on for a start. But I think the reproduction space is actually one where there has been a lot of great research and still a lot of it hasn't quite made it um, as far practically on farm as I would like to have seen it. So I guess from my point of view, that was where I saw there was some real opportunities um, and some real opportunities for farmers to make some, some significant changes on farm and, and some significant progress for themselves just by being able to deliver the information in a slightly different way for them. So that was um, certainly a major factor from my side. And I just think that there's so much room for opportunity or opportunity for, for improvement within um, that reproduction space in our industry. Absolutely, absolutely. So I guess um, as a bit of a preview for all the listeners at home, uh, what's coming up next and what are your key messages for the next episodes? So a couple of the episodes we've got coming up, uh, are going to be ram preparation and making sure that we we put the effort into the boys that we should be rather than just checking them up the driveway at 60 kilometres an hour um, and also the condition scoring. I know for everyone who's done lifetime U management um, and a, a whole lot of the other courses that it, and, and programs that are available um, will already have some, uh, some good or a very good understanding of condition scoring and its role but I think it's just one of the most important messages in our industry. It's, it's something that we have direct control over and um, so I'm keen to make sure that we do have a, a video on condition scoring and its role and importance for everyone in the industry. That sounds great. So for anyone who has watched those Changemaker episodes, um, I think, you know, and as you said earlier, you're a bit biased. I'm also a bit biased because at full disclosure, I work on this project with Nathan internally for AWI. But um, what some people might not know, and Nathan, I might be going to drop you in it here, is that uh, you rigged up a bit of a uh, an operation in your garage and you're actually filming those from your garage. How's that going? Yeah, so hopefully that's not what it looks like. I think we've ended up with, with a reasonably polished-looking product, um, which if I could turn the camera around during the videoing at some stage, people might be shocked to see where it's coming from. So 
It is filmed on a phone um, in a purpose-built phone holder out of timber um, <laughs> with a work light attached to it and uh, a black sheet hanging on the wall. So um, I do have some good sound equipment, which is one bonus, um, but it is it is definitely a bit of a backyard operation. Um, and fortunately for me, it actually has come through looking looking okay. So it's, uh, it's not the most elaborate setup. It is definitely... Uh, been a learning experience too on how we can try and make it look as good as I possibly can while doing it from inside my garage. And I assume there have been uh, no problems at all and all the technologies just work perfectly first time every time? Uh, not exactly. There has been <laughs> copious amounts of swearing uh, and a lot of outtakes, which no one will ever see. So, um, yeah, particularly uh, I'm not sure for, for all of the, the people out there that have never had to try and stand in front of a camera and do a piece to camera um, where you've got to try and get every word exactly right, it's not a lot of fun. But um, the end product is a lot of fun and so it's been a great project to be involved in. Uh, there's just a bit of bit of swearing and a lot of outtakes that come along the way with it. Sounds a bit similar to my experience of a lot of farms trying to get equipment to work. Yeah, the technology is a challenge at times. Thank you, Nathan, so much for your time today. And uh, for everyone, keep an eye out. The next edition of AWI Changemakers will be out soon and we'll be speaking about RAM preparation and um, pre-joining prep to send the RAMs out to the paddock. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Nathan. Thanks for having me. Nathan Scott, Sheep Consultant from Victoria and host of the Changemakers series. Those videos can be found at wool.com forward slash AWI Changemakers. And if you're on Facebook, be sure to follow Australian Wool Innovation for the latest releases of the AWI Changemakers videos and much, much more. So the Australian Wool Innovation Annual General Meeting takes place in November every year, but this year it will be held entirely online for the first time. Details of the meeting have been posted to all shareholders in the latest Beyond the Bale magazine and with the annual report. And details are also available online at wool.com forward slash AGM. At 10am Eastern Standard Time on Friday the 20th of November, the meeting starts. For those of you that don't have good internet connection, you'll be able to dial in by phone. As AWI Company Secretary Jim Storey explained to Kevin Wilde. We deliberately wanted to make sure that capacity was there. Uh, most listed companies are just, for the most part, going with an email joining capacity, but we, we think that the telephone capacity is important in the context of our uh, grower populace uh, with the uh, rural locations, internet connections, etc. We think that's important, and so there is an ability for people to attend by phone, uh, rather than logging on and attending that way. The logging on and attending that way is the better route for people if they're able to because uh, you can easily have your details recorded without having to talk to someone else uh, and you can uh, submit any questions that you may have all online, nice orderly process. If you attend by telephone, then uh, there needs to be a, a process of properly identifying you as a shareholder uh, rather than just through the, uh, the, the, the details that you can provide online. 
uh, you would get through to a, a, a moderator who would be a an AWI staff member that, that would assist you with all that. But also to make sure that you actually are a shareholder. That's right. Um, as opposed to simply someone getting the telephone number and ringing up and, and uh, you know, saying they're a shareholder when in fact they're not, because this is for the shareholders. Correct. It's a shareholders meeting. So there, there is prudential measures about that to ensure that, uh, that uh, people that, that come onto this meeting are in fact entitled to do so. So what do shareholders need to do if they're going to go down the path of, you know, online access? Um, you know, if you have an old computer, that might be, or an old operating system, that might be a bit of a problem. So you should probably test it out beforehand. Yeah, a bit of checking to do there. Now, the, the, there's an online guide uh, that, that is included with the, the pack on this occasion. It's also available on, on AWI's site. It was compiled by our share registry link, uh, who we engage for the running of this meeting. They're, they're well experienced with all that now. And that's wool.com slash AGM. It's pretty easy to yes, get to. That, that'll be when, when, they, when they come on. The, the system will be fairly intuitive once they're there. People should be armed with their uh, proxy form. Uh, before they log on because it will have details of their shareholder reference number and uh, it'll also have a a specific number for telephone, a specific PIN is described as, that is for telephone attendees. But that sort of information will will assist getting through uh, the the, uh, prudential requirements for for login. So have your letter with you. Yeah, have it with you. Uh, And then if you have problems... You can call us here at AWI and we can help you through it. But the letter itself is is very clear and it should be an easy process to, to go through. But you need you need those details in front of you. You need those details. Uh, it, 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 people should check with their computer beforehand. Details are in the guide. Uh, but to check that their uh, browser is compatible with the system... I think most specifically, and that will apply for most people, it would for me, uh, an Internet Explorer system uh, on my home computer, and um, it'll support uh, versions after uh, Internet, Internet Explorer 8. So if you've got something prior to then, then that, that won't work. It won't be compatible. So that's something to check on. But that the list of supported browsers is in the online guide, and it would be wise for, for shareholders just to check that uh, but before they go down that path. And lodging questions. People can, can do it on the day or they can lodge it ahead of time as well. Yes. Um, it would, we'd actually welcome that for good order, uh, lodging questions uh, prior to the meeting. Now, for that purpose, uh, we, we'll set that up through AWI's site. Uh, to to submit questions beforehand. Now you've got to distinguish that from the uh, link system that will be running the meeting. That'd be for lodging questions on the day when you uh, uh, join the meeting. So prior to then, if you want to lodge questions, and which we encourage, gives opportunity for the company to formulate responses and have good order on the day. Uh, you would do it through AWI's site. Uh, um, that it'll be set up intuitively there. But on the day, 
you're doing it through the uh, 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 the, the the link system, which is specified in that online guide. Thanks, Jim. That's great. Thank you very much, Kevin. AWI Company Secretary Jim Storey speaking there with Kevin Wilde. Just a reminder, head on over to wool.com forward slash AGM for all the details about this year's annual general meeting. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Yarn. From me, Emily King, thanks for your company.